Hello and welcome to the Female Leaders with Courage podcast series. My name is Emma Clayton. I'm the CEO of Guaybear and I will be your host over the coming weeks. Before we get started and before I introduce you to some of these incredible women, I wanted to just share why I felt so compelled to start this podcast. I have no idea if it's going to resonate with anybody and I have no idea if it's what people want to even listen to, but I just feel so strongly that more of us need to find our inner courage and overcome our fears so that we can all achieve our ambitions. And so many times when I speak to women all around me, we all have a fear of failure. And we think that bravery is aligned to the great acts such as overcoming the fear of heights and doing that skydive. But courage is so much more than that. It's embracing that fear of failure. It's not being perfect. It's overcoming that fear of rejection, that fear of criticism and jumping over the fear barrier and leading with your own version of courage. Saying no to the naysayers and saying no to your own inner voice critic and saying no to the trolls who may leave you that negative post. And it's about living your best life without the fear of what other people think. So let me tell you a couple of stories about a couple of ladies. So Sarah is 43 years old. She's always had a great career. And five years ago, she had her first child. After six months, she returned to work and at first she found it a bit of a challenge to adjust. But now there's a director position going. Before having her daughter, Sarah would have jumped at the opportunity to put herself forward, but now has doubts. Her boss has encouraged her to go for it, so the opportunity is definitely there for her, but Sarah decides not to. What she doesn't share is all the fear and guilt and shame that's inside her about how she would cope with the juggling of both. And there's also a voice inside her judging herself and fearful of what those around her might say. The guilt of anyone thinking she would prioritise her career above her daughter. The fear that someone else would be raising her child for her. The fear and anxiety that she would miss pivotal moments of her daughter growing up. So Sarah holds back. Melissa's 27 years old and she's with a partner who she met at school. They've recently bought a house together. Melissa is worried about socialising with her friends though and she doesn't tend to go out quite as much nowadays. Over the years, she's stopped spending time with friends and family. She only has a handful of friends. She doesn't really speak to them when she's in her new home. She doesn't buy the clothes that she wants to buy anymore and she cleans the house every day because she's fearful that her partner may criticise her. What no one knows is that her partner is actually controlling her. He monitors her conversations, he approves or disapproves of who her friends are and if Melissa has her own point of view or buys something for herself, he'll call her names and put her down. Melissa knows something isn't quite right because she isn't happy, but she doesn't know any better. She loves her partner and is worried that if she tells somebody how she really feels, they may think she's ungrateful for the love and the relationship she has. So she keeps it inside, and although she dreams of better days, and she dreams that things may change, she's too scared to approach her situation with either her partner or her loved ones. She's scared to leave as she's fearful of being on her own. So these two stories convey how courage or bravery and self-confidence may not be quite apparent. And courage isn't always jumping out of a plane and holding a snake and all of those exhilarating and scary things that psychologists tell us we have to do to face our greatest fears. Actually, our greatest fears are the things that are around us daily that hold us back. Courage and the overcoming of the fear is all the daily stuff. It's being able to say no to something. It's stopping the people-pleasing. It's feeling strong enough to ask for something you need, not taking rejection or criticism as a failure. It's embracing failure and keeping going and seeing that as a growth. It's not feeling that you need to be perfect. 
It's being able to reframe that you're not selfish if you take some time for yourself. And it's actually being able to live with authenticity, your true self, how you really feel, rather than what you think everybody needs you to feel or be. It's being you. I'm a huge advocate of women. I feel so strongly that more women need to come through into leadership positions. and More women need to find their voice and embrace their authenticity. And you know, I get it. I have my own fear of failure and rejection and criticism. As the youngest child with two older brothers, I learned my voice very early on. But I've then lived my life being told that if I express that opinion, I'm considered bossy. And through the years, my leadership tendencies have been seen as overly assertive and my unwavering persistence as feisty. And you know, they're all pretty discouraging. But sadly, I'm sure they're words that I'm sure everyone's familiar with. And what these words do is they take a really positive characteristic and that ability to take charge of a situation or focus on a particular goal, not sugarcoat your opinions or defend your position persistently. And they make them seem quite negative by the use of the language to describe and the expectation of how women needs to behave. And if a man conversely displays these behaviours, then this is acceptable and seen as a positive as men are seen to be needing to be strong. And as a society, this is how we're raising our girls. So if you see a girl or a boy climbing a tree, the boy would be encouraged and the girl is told to be careful. And there's a great TED talk that outlines this. What this leads to is women feeling that they have to hold back. They resist putting themselves forward and they feel a need to protect themselves from failure and pursue this perfection. And how this translates, for example, on a job application, if there are 10 skills or experiences needed and women only have seven, they just simply don't apply for that job because they feel that they need that full complement of skills to be anywhere worthy. And interestingly, a man with only six of those skills will still apply for the job. And so I'm really interested in how that affects our society. And if we start right at the very top and look at the global leaders of the world, 14 out of 195 countries are led by women. And I have to say those women are absolutely smashing it. Globally, women are paid 23% less than men. The gender behaviour cap is still very much evident. And even though there's so much work, we still have lots more to do. And if we turn our attention into business, to senior leaders, only 29% of FTSE 100 companies have a female board director. That's less than a third. And there are more CEOs named John or David than there are female CEOs combined. And women only make up 28% of the chief execs in the UK. Only 7% of Fortune 500 companies are run by women. And I'm personally delighted that my own background in the pharmaceutical industry has seen Emma Walmsley become the CEO of the giant pharmaceutical company GlaxoSmithKline. And I would love to bring Emma into our podcast at some point and, and hear her story. But what fascinates me is that still in this new era of opportunity, 69% of women still say they feel pressured by society to put their family ahead of their career. And that is crazy in the world that we're living in now. 72% of women feel conflicted when they're balancing work and family life. And we should not be having these situations where there is a choice between caring for our family and pursuing our, our career goals. How can we support women to be able to do both? And I think it's more than opportunity. I think it's the holistic support and the removal of the unconscious bias that's in the system. And I think this is where the facts start to really hit home and we can identify that this isn't just about opportunity, but it's actually what's 
intrinsically within us women. 65% of us say we lack confidence. And that's why we're not stepping forward for management roles. That's two thirds of women. And regardless of the role that you have in work, still 48% of us worry about being perceived as bossy at work because of our leadership skills and how they could be perceived in the workplace. So there's all of this unconscious gender bias around us. The thing that saddens me the most is the statistic from 2019, moving away from the workplace, that 7.9% of women in the UK suffered abuse. That equates to 1.3 million women. And that's probably, and I'm surmising, and I'm you know no expert on this, but women probably don't have the courage or the self-worth or the confidence to be able to set their boundaries and feel that they're worthy of more, feel that their voice matters. And it does. And that's why I really wanted to do this podcast. I would love for there to be a community, a safe place to come to where, you know, that others feel the same and some still are finding their courage and some may have found it and want to share it. But it's a place to to come and be energised and inspired and empowered. And for the people around you in this community to say, you've got this, you've got it, you can do it. I'm inspired by Women Daily. Uh, There are so many people around me that are inspiring and I want to introduce them to you because that inspiration gives me my courage. Even doing this podcast gives me fear. And there's the basics of the fear of no one listening or liking what I have to say. But there's also the fear of being criticised or rejected. But that's a fear that I'm trying to overcome daily and I'm compelled to keep trying. And I really want to share these inspiring women with you and give a platform for those that have ignored all of their fears and have relentlessly pursued and achieved and that have learned to almost ignore that voice and those uh, negative voices around them. One of the things that I'm really understanding as I work with lots of different female leaders across both public sector is that this isn't necessarily about lobbying for opportunity because there's a lot of people already out there doing that and, and that's not what I wanted to sort of do here if I do that great but I think it's the thing that's missing in us women and it's that courage and it's that confidence and what's really I think important to recognize is against all of this we actually know that companies with more women in leadership roles perform better companies are more successful when they've got women in leadership roles and they have better family policies female driven policies opportunity policies removing the unconscious bias and they attract more talent and diverse teams are often more innovative and actually have got greater profits and employees on diverse and inclusive teams have been shown to have a greater commitment to the company so actually there's brilliant business results as to why we need to tackle this so I think what we're seeing really is this real anomaly between what success looks like for a company and actually that we need to have more women and diverse thinking on the leadership team but we're not realizing that And it is, I think, more than opportunity. I think it's actually what's going on in us as women. It's thinking that, can I put myself forward for that position because I've got the family? And when there's 68% of women saying that they really feel the challenge and the conflict in being able to balance work and family, they're just not going to put themselves forward. And it doesn't matter how many opportunities you put out if we think about Sarah's story. And that's why I really wanted to come with this podcast to inspire people to think that they have got it and can do whatever they need to do. So over the forthcoming weeks, I am going to introduce some super women 
who I believe can can really inspire us and also speaking to some coaches and mentors along the way who will give us a toolkit to try and tap into some of that bravery and courage and I think the last thing I really want to say is I believe in you if you're listening and you feel that you know you're not quite there and in your confidence and your courage then I, I believe in you and the women I'm going to introduce you to believe in you and along the way neither of us none of us have probably believed in ourselves at some point and I think what's really good to do is to share how we've tapped into that. I'm really fascinated about what drives successful women and so I'm really hoping that this will if nothing else be uplifting and inspiring and I think if just one person says to me that they've you know achieved some kind of personal victory with their confidence or their courage then you know that's incredible thank you. So with that I'm going to introduce you over the next few weeks to some brilliant women please enjoy their stories, enjoy the sisterhood, the inspiration and I look forward to hearing your stories as you share them with us over the next few weeks. Stay safe, stay well and stay brave.